make sure you leave a comment below of what you thought. And last but not least, we have a new format that's going to be coming in the spring. If you're new tuning in, we're going to have the ability for you to call in and talk and ask questions. And it's going to get real deep, real, real deep. But this is our last episode in the traditional classic style. So we are pandas, savage pandas. And what a savage panda is, is basically someone who decides to fight against all odds, who is the underdog, who has challenges and obstacles that are going to overcome, but they're a fighter, they're a warrior, and they're going to keep going. If they're bleeding and crying and crawling and having temper tantrums the odd time, they keep going until they reach their goal. And uh, a panda is someone who's willing to take different routes and is inclusive and loving and uh, unique and a variety. I'm trying to think of all the words <laughs> that describe the panda. But I just love pandas. That's it. That's all you need to know. So we are the pandas. So today we have on the show the amazing Maya Williams. Welcome to Ten Strong Podcast, Maya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You, you know, when I ever hear the name Maya, I think of that song, Case of the X. I think you're younger than me, but it was like, you know, um, he's a pimmin and she's all alone. Yes. <laughs> for you to come on, he's all alone. Or that dip a low song, you know, dip a low, bring it up slow. Na, na, na. Yes. <laughs> you know, most people think it's pronounced Mia in the States for some reason. There's no E. And there's I no E. <laughs> How do you like that? And I like Mia. <laughs> Listen, do not be naming your children Mia. That's just yes. wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do that right. <laughs> Someone actually calls you Mia. That'd be so weird. You like walk yeah. to Mia. Mama Mia. Mia. Look Mia. at that. <laughs> Mia. That's a, what are you a painting? Is that your painting name in the Renaissance time? Anyway. <laughs> Her name is Maya, M-Y-A, just so you know, William. So she's from the USA, yes. and um, she is a 75 kg power lifter and middleweight strong woman. So I just, yeah, uh, when you're passing, like, you're cool, but then she's talking, like, hey, you're mega cool. You're the ultimate coolness. Um, so if you don't already know, her recent awards include third place Indiana Muscle Pirate. Muscle Pirate, sorry, I interviewed Muscle Pirate. I love Muscle Pirate. Muscle March 2019, tongue twisted name. That's just one of them. Her first place wins uh, recently include, she broke uh, four state records, Illinois State Championships, March, two, March 2021. First place, she got Battle of the Rhinos, which is a pretty cool competition, November 2021. First place, she broke uh, four state records, Raw Power Challenge, December 2021, which is pretty crazy. So she's broken eight state records in the squat, bench, deadlift total. And um, she will be heading to the USAPL Junior Nationals in 2023. She uh, basically, you know, she's, she's a former Junior National softball, you know, team athlete. She traveled across the world. You know, she had some injuries that happened and, uh, you know, had to recover from depression and other things. So we're going to go into that in big detail today. She is the owner of Stone and Steel. Did I say that? Steel yes. And Stone. Stone Steel. <laughs> Too much metal. I'm not a trade person. Why do people? I oh yes. By the way, people, check out on our site. We are um, hiring for a co-host. That means you get to join me in the shenanigans. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. But you do need to 
remember things like that. That's your only job. <laughs> the part of my brain that doesn't work sometimes. All right. So she owns that gym. And uh, yeah, so, you know, she coach, uh, coaches athletics. She's a public health director at the Yo, man. No, 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 no. YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> work on your music skills. So, anyways, welcome to the show. Hey, how nice to see you. Thank how you. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm better now that you're here. <laughs> recognize. So, let's go back to the very beginning. Yeah. Back in the day when you were playing softball. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go back because I mean. You know, there's a pretty powerful story there of how you became so amazing. So start yeah. beginning. Yeah. So <laughs> I started playing softball kind of on accident. Um, I used to live by these softball fields way back in the day. I was like six or seven, and I saw college athletes practicing at the time. So I was oh. like, I want to do that. Like they are so cool. So I joined the little youth team in my area and they turned out to be a traveling club team, which just means that it's just a little bit higher level than recreational stuff. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I've never thrown a ball before. Like I borrowed a glove from a friend. It was beaten up and used. And I was like, I'm just going to try this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so it really stuck. Yeah. Ended up working my way up and playing for teams until I was mm -hmm. a junior national team, which is, it's a little bit different everywhere um, yeah. and kind of a newer thing when it comes to youth athletics. So they had four separate teams all representing the U.S. and we traveled around North America mostly to play tournaments. And this was all year round. So sometimes we'd be playing outdoors when it was really hot and sometimes we'd be indoors in the dead of winter. So I never really got a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I just kept going and going and going. Yeah. You know, you're so young and this was my parents' first experience with something of this caliber. So mm -hmm. we really didn't think about recovery. So any tournament, any practice, anything, I would just go and I would go a hundred percent all the time. <laughs> um, and this quickly yeah. kind of turned into overdoing it and that's really an understatement <laughs> with how much I was doing yeah. um, so and I, I kind of realized it when I was like at this point I was probably 14 like just entering into high school when then I added on you know the pain of being in high school <laughs> plus it is a pain Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I hate working for people because the yeah. moment they talk to me like a child, I'm like, I'm gone, bitch. Yes. Um, welcome welfare. Like I would rather be a welfare than be, you know, um, spoke to like a man child. Anyway, right. um, but above that, you couldn't pay. I would, you could pay me to go to the worst job, but you could never pay me to go back to high school again. Oh, so same. I'm, I'm <laughs> Could not pay me. Never, nope. never again. Even if, I got, like, even if I was loved and I got like great grades, I still wouldn't, I would not go back to that prison, that stinky, smelly sweatshop prison. No one can have it. But yeah, exactly. Like I was not doing okay. Uh, I was under a lot of pressure at that point from really, it felt like everyone around me, because I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I was very good at it. 
So by the time I was 14, they were like, what college are you going to? Like, you need to start looking at this. You need to start committing to colleges. And I don't, in the U.S., there's divisions in college. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. So it's starting, the lowest level is division three and then up to division one. And division one are your really big, really good, well-funded schools. And people were really pushing me and like, I was just like, no, like, I don't even, I don't even want this. Like, I just want to go to school and get an education. Like, I don't think I want to do this in college. So I started grappling with that and still facing the pressures of trying to perform so highly whilst Mm -hmm. also kind of falling apart internally. So I got into this habit of restricting food to kind of cope with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, well, if maybe people see that I'm tired or see that I'm not performing well, they'll kind of pick up on the fact that I, I'm not having fun anymore. So yeah. this continued to spiral over the years. And we got to my senior year and I was committed to go to a school that was for softball. And they were talking yeah. scholarships and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. I had like secured it like everyone was happy yeah. with me. I was doing exactly what I was told. And then I tore my rotator cuff in my labrum at the same time. And I remember it so clearly (laughs) because I was just like, you don't, with an injury like that, you don't feel it when it initially happens, you feel it well after. So I was laying in bed and it was like pain I cannot describe. It was like the worst thing I had felt at the time. And I woke up my mom and she was like, why are you speaking to me at 3 a.m like what is your problem um and I was like I, okay. my mom would be like on her deathbed and be like 100 and I'd call her at the midnight be like mom I gotta tell you something it's like <laughs> yes exactly and my mom is like she's and a morning person but like when you first wake her up she is like I will hurt you <laughs> like why are you waking me up <laughs> yeah so I, I told oh, her mom's like, gangster don't mess around <laughs> what? don't do it <laughs> so I told her what was going on and she was like we'll get it checked out it's fine I played a tournament <laughs> like with this pain so I was just like in between uh... and every bat I was just like cradling my arm like what is going on and me being a prideful teenager was like you know what I'm just not going to say anything which is so dumb like don't do that if you feel yeah, something but I, also, I think that there's very there was very toxic um not to interrupt you but I think there was very toxic I think it's important we talk about especially because you're public health director the YMCA yeah. and how physical literacy education has changed what are the expectations um and how all of that unwraps so like you know, I, I think I'm older. So like back in my day, you know, <laughs> you're not that old, Stephanie. I'm like, I've done shit. I've seen shit. <laughs> I've lived. It, it, shit has happened. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> all right. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, back in the day, there was a very toxic mindset around um, physical uh, fitness for for um, kids. And it was it was like, shut up, just muscle up, just do it. And, you know, women and, and boys are different in the way that, um, you know, and I think that we're less capable that's not even at all something right. I would ever talk about but my point is is that the, the way that uh, girls were kind of approached was like okay if you want to be in sports you got to go hard you got to go all out to be all noticed right and if you got a period too bad suck it up you uh you know what I mean you gain five pounds stop it fatty go get celery you know like it was just it was just very it's very toxic and 
you know, girls and boys are different when it comes to sports and that's scientific fact, you know, especially at certain ages, but not when it comes to uh, certain things like bone density and whatever, that's, that's way too much time to talk about all that. But basically my point is, is, you know, there was, especially for women, is this, that pressure to look a certain way. And now, thankfully, you know, people care more about self-care for athletes, especially like, you know, as a dancer, right? It's like, you know, you shouldn't be performing and training with, you know, a cast or, or, or anything on your leg, right? Um, for, because dancers also work, right? So that's just for example. Um, and taking a break and eating before rehearsal and all of these things that are really important, the psychological aspect, getting chiropractic and physio. But it was, it, you didn't speak about it because you'd be shamed. You'd be considered right. a whiner, right? Like, you know, I remember as a soccer, playing soccer, and I mean, I have disabilities, so mine was legit. And, uh, you know, he was like, just, just, just run, just like, just push, just push through it. And, you know, you pay for that as you get older. You definitely yeah. pay for that. Um, and if some people hit them sooner or later. But yeah, the eating disorder thing for me was always because, yeah, I've always been a, a more athletic person and I, I carry muscle mass really easy, but I've always been heavier because of that. Right. Um, so there was always that pressure. I was taller than the boys. I was, you know, able to do what a lot of boys could do, but you know, there was that pressure to still look like a girl. So I totally get that. Thankfully, you know, a lot of that has still just changed. There's been, you know, there's more open doors, but, um, and that's our responsibility as, as physical literacy educators, right? Like in terms of the YMCA, you know, we, the, we've done the research now, especially in Canada in the past 10, 15 years, we know that very few people, even if they're trained right and they have all of those things handed to them, um, you know, they've got the right coaches, they've got all these supportive things that go, you know, the network of sport right. teams, you know, for an athlete that goes into, you know, very few of them are going to actually become an elite athlete and for such a short time. And is the sacrifice really worth it? I mean, if you're somebody who's insanely talented and you want that and you totally are aware of the consequences on your, 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 your life, time can't get back, your health, whatever. great, I'm not hating on that, do it, go for it, love it, support you, you know, I'll be your biggest fan, but um, let's train people for overall health and wellness and fitness, and I know you and I are going to talk about that more, so go on with your story, but I just wanted to kind of key in that, that those are important points to talk about, and uh, <clears throat> that you're not alone, right? Yeah, yeah, those are totally stuff I wish that I knew then, and now try to tell other young people, like you have to really pay attention to that stuff and listen to your body. Because I can remember from such a young age, they were telling us, you know, oh, you'll be fine. Like exactly what you said, like, mm-hmm. don't listen to your body, just keep going. And your body's a liar. Right. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was just, I kind of just shrugged my shoulders and was like, you know what, like, people are expecting something of me. So I need to perform no matter what. So of course this injury got significantly worse to the point where I couldn't lift my arm up to the side. I couldn't flip my hand. Uh, Yeah. One of those. (laughs) uh, It was rough. And I like, I had never ever, and I'm so thankful for this before that point, I had never really hurt myself. So I got to the point where I, I just wasn't mobile anymore. And I, it, just tanked my self-esteem because as I was sitting out, I saw the other girls going and doing and being better and getting this encouragement and everyone, yeah. there was just this air of disappointment around me as if yeah. it was like my fault that like I went and hurt my shoulder on purpose. And you jerk, it, we're supposed to win right. the game. <laughs> God, it's called stretching, Maya. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I should have done more of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, you're calling me out on your show. I think that <laughs> you guys. Um, so on that little introduction here is we're going to hook you up with all the links with Maya so you can connect with her for coaching at her gym and online and all that stuff. We're going to go into that to talk about, you know, what specifically she offers. But also um, we have a group on Facebook. It's called Team Panda Strong. We have fitness and dance challenges on there and nutritional recipes for keto carnivore diets. That's kind of like diets I really think are good. I mean, there's no one size fits all, but anyways, that's what I focus on. And then Strong Women of Canada, which is our, our group specifically for women of any age who are into weightlifting, any type of strength sports in Canada. So anywho, we're going to connect you with these resources so you won't have to struggle like us, you guys. That's what today's all about. That is the theme of today. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Maya. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love, side note, I love the website. <laughs> I spend so much time just looking at everything because the colors like make me so happy. <laughs> I know, like I'm all about the color, like and sparkles and, and everything. You don't even know the stuff that's coming out. Tell you have to show you're gonna lose your mind. It's amazing, but there's more, more glitter and color coming. But yes, I would. Whenever I'm like picking designs, I'll be like, uh, and I'm like, yes, yes, colorful, yes, I love it, I love it, I love it. I'm getting it. And I'm going to the website. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I spend like five, like I've spent three hours between three designs in the background. I'm like, uh, yeah. ee, ooh, ee. I like them all. I love this one. Why? Anyway. All the colors. Uh, all the colors. Like, if I a store, a physical store, it'd be massive. It'd be like the size of the bay because I'm like, oh, you like green? Look at that green collection. You know? <laughs> oh, I like change? Look at that big collection. And there'd be so much. That is actually the hardest part of the store is just like telling myself, no, just no. Yes. You have to have some shoes. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, designer. But I want to do art. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm glad you proved. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I was just. This is kind of when I started transitioning into. I wouldn't call it strength sports yet, but the gym. So yeah. I, I was low. Like I was at my peak of restricting at this point. People were very worried about me, um, and I decided, you know know what I couldn't play softball anymore and I felt like that was my entire identity so I chose to yeah. not even go to college that year <laughs> I was just oh. like yeah I was low I was like nope if I can't play then I'm not going and everyone's so yeah. disappointed in me I'm just gonna like peace out for a little while so I moved out of my parents and I had just yeah. turned 18 and so I was like I need to do something so I started lifting weights at this yeah. local gym and it started to become like a thing where I'd stay and just chat with people for like, at first it was like, I'd be there for an hour, but then I'd literally stay for three hours. So they yeah. were like, you know what, just work here. <laughs> so I, uh, I got a job yeah, there. Right here. Yeah, <laughs> free membership. <laughs> yeah. That's but how I, they got me too. They totally got me with that. And like, now that I'm older, I'm like, it's 40 bucks, but I was like, free membership mind blown i'm right. making millions and trillions i'm gonna be so rich after this one year free months will be so rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's 18 year old me i was like oh cool yeah. 30 bucks yeah, yeah. to pay for a job <laughs> but i started personal training and kind of working odd jobs you know how gyms are like larger yeah, yeah. oh yes oh yeah personal training you might be mopping the floor it's all yes. the same oh yeah <laughs> 
So I started doing that and learning a bit more about it. And then I got some personal training certifications and things of that nature and started really getting into it. And I met my now coach and business partner, Steven, who was a strongman competitor. And he was like, Steven, you know, shout out to Steven. Yes. He was just like, you know, there's this sport that's perfect for people who need to be largely competitive all the time, but also yes. just like want to have fun and throw shit around. And so I was like, sign me up. Very good for people with anger problems, you know, unresolved. I was Trauma. like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Flipping a tire sounded like the best thing possible for my mind at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I was at the oh. <laughs> anyways, go ahead. I, I was gonna tell you sorry, but no, I'm gonna say, all right, no rabbit hole today. We're on point. <laughs> the daytime interview. <laughs> we are both rabbit hole people though. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Mm -mm. that's a six out of ten story I'll leave that one in the bucket we're good <laughs> well um I he basically signed up for me because I was like I initially I was like yes that sounds great and then like the nerves hit me so he yes. was like you're doing this I'm gonna coach you through it and starting I started following strong women on Instagram and kind of try to learn the sport a bit and see what was mm -hmm. what and it was the first time in this moment that I had been on, I guess, like a fitness journey. Um, it's not what I would call it anymore, but I was you know, in, that, yeah, in that space on Instagram where it's all about how little can you eat and can you drink three gallons of water a day to get skinny and coming into the strongman community, it was like, just eat and train and recover. And that's all that's it. <laughs> Oh my God. I used to work with this dude at the YMCA and he'd be seeing me training. And I was sometimes, I was ridiculous. I used to go with, like, I used to train because I was always there. Yeah. And uh, so I would train like two sessions a day, three hours each. And then I would do like three hours hard. I was like working out like nine hours a day. It was ridiculous. Like six days a week. And he'd be like, I'd be like working out and I lost so much weight and I was so shredded. And he was like, Yeah, but did you throw up today? I'd be like, Hey, Bob, or whatever his name was. Can't remember. How you doing today? He's like, Good. Did you throw up today? I'm like, No, he's like, You should probably get on that. And he was dead. <laughs> fucking serious when I first met him I thought he was totally like kidding no he was full on and then he'd be like he'd be like come here I'll pinch you and check your body side he was such an angel oh my god but, so I was like I would never be good enough I would never get there <laughs> um but yeah no training at the gym is uh with the YMCA you know it's it's, it's an interesting dynamic of people yeah. that is what I can say it's not planet fitness but it's like and it's not a corporate gym, but a lot of times when I see spoof videos or things, I just think of the YMCA. I'm like, that okay. that reminds me of a time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, the culture around it, it was like, I didn't realize it at the time. And I think one, it was because I was so young. And two, I did not know anything about fitness outside of what softball coaches were telling me. So I was like, oh, it has to be normal to eat two ounces of boiled chicken for a meal. Like that's it's great. That's what Instagram's telling me to do. <laughs> Bro, so, oh yeah. no, I want, I want, no, I'm going to tell you sorry because it's disgusting. I've never, not even my mom, not even only Lord Jesus knows this story. So I was a chicken wrestling. So yeah. I was so obsessed and I, and then I worked in the military in the rec department. So like then there was even more skinny, hardcore, extreme personal trainers around me. And so I would like take chicken breast to work to like microwave it because I didn't have an oven. If I forgot chicken breast, I was prepared to do that. I was prepared to eat raw barley. 
with protein power on it, with yeah. water, the disgusting <laughs> things I did to be skinny. Like, right. like, and I was just like, what is the point anymore? Like all of these women who are throwing pounds uh, over their head are like, eat, eat and eat more. And I was just like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> like, give me I, all the food. <laughs> Oh, it's like the whole concept of like Beyonce got cheated on. So, you know, she's Beyonce. I mean, God, look at her. So it's like at this point, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, just let it go. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's for me too, was what attracted me because like, I don't know. I just like, I've done every diet. I've been every weight. Like I've been from 160 pounds to, to 300. I've been all across the map. And I, I know I feel better being smaller, but my body's naturally, like, I, I just like, I have asthma. So like as a cardio person, I'm not great for a strength athlete. So I have good cardio for me to dance there, but my body's designed for strength. It always has been. So why fight it? It's like, I just the therapy. I don't like the way she looks. I think she looked great before she met Justin, when she first started career in movies, because she just had like natural amount of body fat on her. And yeah. she was always, that's actually, she was what I wanted to aspire to look like at the time. She was the only actress who had, you know, broad shoulders and, right. and, you know, was tall and, and look, even though she was slim, she looked like she could pack a punch and she looked, you know, she wasn't shredded, but she just looked like a fit, you know, a woman who if you needed her in the military, she'd probably get shit done. So right. I was like, I want to look like that. Um, and I, when I was younger, I was always drawing muscular women, but that was just, you know, I didn't know that you could be muscular and a super fit person and not be skinny. And as a dancer, just the constant pressure to be a certain weight. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like I love performing, but like, I don't want to, I don't want my whole life to revolve around, you know, thinking about it, not eating meals with people in public places um, right. because I've eaten before because I have to eat my little lonely chicken breast <laughs> in tinfoil. Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm eating like a violin plane right now. Yeah. It's so sad, you know? It's like, oh. But it's like so many people can relate, which is even worse. Like <laughs> the Instagram yeah. fitness trap. <laughs> oh gosh. I always it know it's like the, the fitspo to strong woman pipeline, like just yeah, be allowed to be. <laughs> so now you want this. Yeah. Follow, <laughs> share this link, you know, Eat you want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But that's what, you know, it's so funny how people pop up on your Instagram. I'm so glad you popped up my team. I was like, oh, hi, now is Maya Williams. You should be on our show. <laughs> that was good how that happened. Thank you. Instagram. Yeah. you. <laughs> <That's lovely. laughs> it's true because I mean yeah. it's weird you type in certain things certain people show up and then other people don't show up and then other things show it's just a, it's a great mystery so don't blame me blame Instagram for the <laughs> best of guests that we have you know but yeah so going back to everything we're talking about right now so you're yeah. navigating the fitness industry as a new trainer before you had stone steel athletics um <laughs> with that personal experience behind you right being an athlete and and struggling with that 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 high expectation of conditional love which that that's how what it, what it is yeah. um and then trying to recover from it, eating disorder which I can relate to because like I said I've I struggled with that most of my life uh, I started struggling with eating disorder when I was eight years old before that wasn't known to be a thing um yeah. and uh, yeah and, and then going into strongman how this now like lift you um not lift you, well yeah lift your spirits but empowered you you know and then the next steps from there, obviously you opened Stone Steel Athletics, but uh, how did you get through that? How, what changed in you in your mind or how you exercise? Like talk to me about that mental, physical, spiritual, emotional journey. Yeah, it was hard. Cause I, you know, when you spend so much time 
on one goal and then you've got to pivot to something you're terrible at. I was like, I had, <laughs> my pride was so hurt. Like, oh my gosh, I suck at this. Like there was not a single implement or movement that I did well. <laughs> and Steven the test, like I would be like sitting there crossing my arms, tapping my foot. Like, why is this bad? I've been excellent at something. Why can't I do this? So like becoming the student again and kind of bringing it back down to zero and starting from scratch was so yeah. humbling. <laughs> Yeah, especially with the sport is like there's so many different things going on in strongman. You have to learn yeah. so many things just for one contest. So that was even more like, oh my gosh, this is insane. It may not look like it. I don't know if you guys can see this one of our phone cases. And but carrying a keg over your head is actually it's really rough because my children always handle my phone. They they break everything. I do like five cases a year. Anyways, throwing a keg is like getting a keg on your shoulder is extremely hard. Yeah. It's like, you know, trying to get your kid on your shoulder if they were like, I don't know, like 15. It's just insanely hard, you know? It is. It is. And it was their kettlebell, freaking kettlebell workout guys with their like nine pound kettlebell. They're like, ooh, like they're all cool. Like, (laughs) see what (laughs) we can do. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when I thought of you said how you felt like you sucked, it makes me think of like the, the 30 or 40 or 50 year old guy who always like, He's like at a game and he's like still living in his past and he has to like throw something. They're like, yo, look at my pitch back in my day. And he just like throws it in the field and tries to make the kids be like, ooh, ah. And they're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Glory <laughs> days. Yeah, he's like, look at it, look at it, look at it. I was a sexy beast once beneath. <laughs> like, those, seriously, oh, like, that guy, like literally staring at Stephen, Stephen, like, what is wrong with your coaching that I'm not immediately good at this? Like, <laughs> I'm damn it. Right. I was so mind blown, but also like at that point I was so hooked on getting good at it. And then I competed in, um, March, I believe of 2019 at my first show. And after that, I was just like, I love it. I can't stop. <laughs> and the, the, the women, well, everyone, but especially the women were so kind and like encouraging. So that was another thing where I was just like, it's no going back after this because you don't really get sports, especially in the fitness industry where people are kind to each other. It's, it's, that is true. I'm not going to say anything else, but I'm just going to say that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to throw no shade because right. I had my face that shade one day. So, but um, you know, it, yeah, I mean, dance is very, 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 very critical. And it's, it makes you go psycho because you will, People don't understand, like, I don't even like my videos because I know all the things I should have put there and not put there, but there's so many things that have to be on point. You need to respect your cheerleaders, biatches, I'm just saying. Like, you know, because you have to be like, and have your face in the right angle, so there's no double chin, you know, everything. And, you know, think, like every little thing, there's a million things you have to think about. And you practice for six months and you got one shot, right? It's kind of like the Olympics. Dance is like the Olympics all the time. You're practicing and practicing and practicing to get that one good video. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's uh it's really difficult. Like when I making just a TikTok dance challenge, like I want to make it way harder, but just even like getting that one minute of choreography, that's gonna be practice of like two to four hours minimum. Right. And that's fast, but that's just for a basic TikTok challenge dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, hmm? people don't see the behind the scenes of how much work it takes just to get oh, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's like if only, you know. Like when I, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of dedication that's like required, but I want to like, so going back a little, backing up a little bit for the, the eating disorder part there, 
and yeah. the pressure is like so obviously you had to shift mentally and and change your nutritional habits talk about what you were doing what you stopped doing how you stopped doing that like how you implement new things like give us kind of a detailed look out of like what your your food looks like I know everyone needs a different nutrition plan but I'm just saying yeah, yeah. so I I had no plan kind of going into it beforehand I just knew that I was trying to eat as little as possible to sustain myself throughout the day. So I don't want to go too into detail, but it, it was a very small amount. <laughs> yes. Uh, but going into strongman as people who've competed or just even done anything like that, no, like you need to eat in order to feel energized in order to, to even perform well, just because it takes so much out of you. So we started off with just, you know, Maya, maybe you should eat three meals a day, like <laughs> really <laughs> broad, no, big <laughs> like let's start there. Just three solid meals a day is all that yeah. was asked of me. And then we slowly started working in more food in each meal and then snacks in between. So it was kind of like literally teaching a toddler how to eat. Like, oh, we normally eat when we get up because we're hungry. Like that was something that I had to learn and that a lot of people who come from a past of eating disorders have to learn like how to regulate their body and be okay with eating more. Cause that was really hard for me was like, even yeah. when I was hungry, I was like, maybe I shouldn't eat. And I had to like fight those feelings and regulate my body. Well, the biggest thing that is the most important thing is the hormonal, like, especially for women, is the hormonal damage you're doing and the damage you're doing in general for male and women and men, everybody, sorry, is, is, you know, the adrenal gland damage and just the body flow and how you can be thin and fit and get diabetes and all these other things. Right. So focus should always be, you know, feeding your body at a cellular level, you know, uh, so everything a cell needs to regrow, right? Because your body is always regenerating itself. So it can't regenerate if it doesn't have what it needs. And that's when you get immune compromised. That's when you get sick. And then, yeah. and it's just a domino down, right? So you have to get the main stuff, but then if you're working on training harder, you've got to add that extra in, right? And yeah. taking that from like, you know, longevity uh, perspective of like, I want to be around for a long time and, and not just about the looks, right? Because you can be yeah. thin and like I get diabetes and cancer and every other health issue. So, you know, it's like, I think about it, like all the time I've worked on, like I said, I start weightlifting at 13. So that's over 20 years. And if people are still struggling with these things, then obviously this dieting thing doesn't work. Obviously, you know, fads don't work. So go back to proper nutrition, go back to just proper exercise today. You know what I mean? Like in the summer with my kids, I walk everywhere and anywhere because I just, you know, because I can and I should, um, instead of driving everywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Making sure I get that cardio in as I'm coughing. Sorry, guys, I'm getting over a cold, you know, the asthma. It's a, it's a, the time of year. The snow is melting, all the yeah. dust and dust coming out, getting my lungs with the wind. Um, but yeah, no, going, yeah. So it, it's, it's small steps, like you said, small steps and don't always try to be so extreme and just adding those, you know, the key uh, points of change into your life, you know, adding more water, right? right? Walking more. If you walk a little bit more, you'll have more energy to do this, to do that. Like I walk before I work out because I train at night. If I don't go for a walk, like around the block, I'll be way too tired. Like caffeine won't even work. I'm just like, yeah. I'll just maybe fall asleep with a, just had a cup of coffee and I'll fall asleep. So I need to like walk and get that blood flowing and going and then stretch to get them kinks out because the kids be breaking my back and then train. <laughs> Anyways, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, you made such good points there. Like just learning, relearning how to like, just be healthy and eat healthy was something new to me. Cause I think a lot of people think, you know, eating less is eating healthier or eating primarily vegetables is eating healthier, but it's really about balance. So I had to figure that out yes. alongside being okay with gaining weight. Like that was a huge <laughs> thing for me. Oh, I just, like, yeah. Be okay with watching my body completely change, especially because we were repairing my hormones, like you said, and repairing my cycle. Yeah. And it was, it was huge for me. The cycle. Okay. TMI for all male listeners. Cause you have male <laughs> listeners, but like, in case you've got a girlfriend or wifey or you want one, this is something you should know. Like yes. women's health is 1000%. If you study from, you know, Reiki or any other science, Tai Chi, whatever, any of the science you want to name, and I can name a lot. Um, the women's health starts in the pelvic floor. Our yeah. hormones, and then and second to that is our gut, right? Everyone, it's their gut, your, your brain, your health is in your gut, but for women, it's our cycle. And if you do not take care of your hormones and your period and your cycle, and you don't have good reproductive health, then you get PCOS, you get this, you get that. And it's, you know, you're more prone to getting ovarian cancer and it just goes and goes and goes in a really bad direction, right? And it's yep. the same thing for men if they have like, they're really having the lower, lower gut and they can be super, super athletic. So is, it, is that fat or is that muscle? If it's muscle and you're strong, man, okay. You know, but still, you know, don't be hacking back cheesecakes like Eddie Hall did. And when he started, <laughs> no idea, okay, don't do that. <laughs> do not <laughs> do Eddie Hall diet when he started. That's a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's amazing, but I'm surprised he didn't die. But, um, <laughs> I think he is too. <laughs> I love him. He reminds me of my brother. And I love how he's always talking shit and a shit disturber in his personality. Like, I love him so much. Yeah. He's my, I want to meet him and hug him. Um, but yeah, be, uh, going back to like, I was watching, I always watch a lot of stuff in bariatric surgery. And I'm super obsessed with this, this subject. And, he, and just, you know, alternative medicine and getting people to heal themselves from, you know, you said like being a toddler, right? Like going back yeah. to mother nature, going back to the if you were a kid, what would you need just to be happy and playing and living your best life, right? And basics of that, and then kind of moving past it. But you know, there's a really <clears throat> low success rate with bariatric patients, and a lot of I watch the shows, I watch so many, and I read, and and it's always like the the blaming of the person. And I'm not always saying that that's not true. Sometimes I didn't do the part, but you know, we look at the the staff from the shows, like the you know Biggest Loser and all that. It's too extreme, and you're screwing yeah. up your body it's not sustainable. <clears throat> so like when I hear these patients losing 50 pounds a month, that freaks me the F out because yeah. you and I know from our training that that's way excessively higher than what should be in a month. So yes, losing weight in general is good. And you'll have the fastest gains with strength and weight loss in the beginning. We all know that, but in terms of, you know, general maintenance, slower is better. Yeah, I absolutely you know, agree. I, I think three, six, nine months programs are ridiculous. A program to get some of these um, <coughs> body composition, maybe a little bit down, but the focus should be balance, strength, posture, all these proper healthy things. Nine months is a minimum to me. So yeah. if you're trying to for bodybuilding, and you're someone who's like, say, a strong man in my weight category, give yourself a couple of years. I mean, if you do it sooner, great. But my point is, is like, you're taking all these supplements, and they're good, but you got to watch, right? Like, cause then it's overcompensation. And my concern is, is you're still abusing your body. Yeah. Even absolutely. if it's healthy, you can, I used to abuse myself with supplements. I used to abuse myself with vitamins. I got to a point when I was, I same timeline with you actually. So I started, you know, the personal training and working the wise yeah. same time as you, but, um, 
I was like, okay, I was taking, I was selling my supplements to the world, Usana, and I'm not hating on them because they didn't tell me to do this. This was just me. Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But there was definitely, uh, I don't know, peer pressure, but like commentary, <laughs> not direct telling, but there was, there was an influence. I was like, I don't even need to eat these shakes and these bars. I went to eat a whole bunch. <coughs> the natural food and the shakes. And they, they were so expensive. I think I was spending, you know, because six, eight hundred bucks a month on that stuff minimum. Yeah. Um, and and I could have easily spent probably at that time, which was 10 years ago, probably like $1,500 because of just all the stuff that if you're making your whole meals of these expensive supplements. And I was like, hey, I can't afford that. So I'll just take the daily vitamins and I'll just have the shake with water and some fruit and I'll live off that. Then it was like, hey, I'll just live off of vitamins and occasionally have a piece of bread. And that's fucked up. And I got parasites. And I thought I had cancer or like, I don't know, uh, what is that, Lyme disease? I was so sick. I had like, a, I had a mini stroke. I, my eyebrow was a little crooked and that's because I, I lost all fluid in my face. Really? I had the stroke, yeah. I had the stroke alone in my house by myself. And I, I don't know, remember, like so much trauma, I don't remember. But I was like probably, I don't know, it's probably 22, 23, I was really young. And that's not okay. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. Like if, if, if you eating healthy and you exercise and you're this weight, accept that shit, accept yeah, it. I completely you know agree. I mean? Yeah. Like that's insane as a culture that we think this, that's a good thing. We praise people for abusing themselves into health and fitness. You yeah. Know? And like right. to put it in perspective, I think I, I started recovery in 2019 and now in 2022, I'm just now getting normal labs back. And I feel like people don't have a good idea of how long it really takes to repair these things oh, and yes. to, to improve, to get better and to be able to like actually see what's going on because yes, you can't see on the inside of your body. You can't see your gut. So it, I really, especially within public health, tell people like learn how to listen to your body and just accept what it's doing. And if it's not good, slowly fix it. Yeah. <laughs> like no more crash diets, no more five-day cleanses like just slowly improve and things will get better <laughs> I'm laughing because it was so awful I used to take all that stuff too and you just diarrhea right like it is yes <laughs> you know it's a <laughs> yeah and you know you're 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 screwing up your gut microbe and you know you're 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 pooping out the good nutrition too yeah. um it, it's just it, it's just, it's, 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 we should have never allowed um, the peer pressure of looks to get to this point with people that they have to self-induce harm <coughs> that level. And it's affecting you too. Um, and, and I've talked about that on the show before is, you know, the amount of kids with eating disorders and boys dying from Red Bull overdoses, not Red Bull, but energy drinks in general, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's too much, right? Like, you know, you shouldn't have steroids and doing all this stuff and you're 10 years old, like, right. There's I so mean, pressure. Uh, uh, and it's just hard because like you said, you want to, you want to have a scholarship, you want to make money. And I get it. I totally get it. You want to be something, you want to be successful. So I'm not throwing shade on that, but you know, people's lives are worth more. They're worth more than their greatest achievements or their size of their waist, their, their value and, and what they can contribute. There's still success and significant without all of that, you know, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I do not hate on the elite athletes. That's great. I'm not saying all of them have done those things to get there. I'm just saying, like you said, if you're having problems with your body or you're having to do things that are not good for your health, then it's, it's maybe not for you at that level, you know? 
accept that. Acceptance. Acceptance. My grandma's been preaching that to me before she died her whole life. She goes, Stephanie, the Lord's Prayer, accept the things you cannot change, you know, accept who you are, forgive, move on. It's powerful. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's going to be mediocre. I'm just saying accept your situation, make the best of it, do what you can with it. But, you know, don't hate yourself for the things you don't have or you're not there yet at this stage or whatever. Like, just have try to find some peace and inner peace. There's so much time to improve. So people really need to take a step back and relax because you can find so much love within yourself and accepting everything about yourself, whether you deem it good or bad, just trying to learn how to accept and then improve as opposed to just fight everything that your body's telling you not to do. And another thing too was, I mean, it was the worst thing for me is I didn't want to have kids because I was like, oh, well, I'll have all this loose skin and nobody will love me and I'll have a mom bod the rest of my life, you know? And that's so stupid. Like you, the greatest gift to me. And you know what, honestly, I thought I had accomplished so much before um, I had kids and I was so depressed because I was like, oh, once I have kids, I won't be able to do all these things and my life will be over and blah, blah, blah. And I have more confidence, better body image now than ever did when I was smaller. Like I said, look at the Facebook yeah. pictures. I'm like, girl, how's that? I'm like, shit, I was not just a snack. I was a whole meal. I was a whole buffet day. You know, um, but at the time I was like, you're so ugly. Um, you know, because just, just, I was young, I was in my 20s, just young and dumb in some ways. Um, and I've, I, you know, I've accomplished more in terms of my education and things I want to do in the community work. Like I started a nonprofit too, you know, um, uh, two years ago and then hopped out and babies, you never happened. So, but it is yeah. folks. But uh, my point is, yeah, kids aren't, it don't end things. You know, these ridiculous timelines, some of them are somewhat true. Like, the, you know, you can't, you shouldn't probably have kids when you're 45, 50, you know, it's probably not recommended. But that doesn't mean like everything has to be exactly like I own a house at 24 and this and that, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, there is no right or wrong way to do things. Everyone's journey is a path of like spider webs. So going back to being a public health director at the YMCA, <laughs> that's my jam. Every time that comes on, I don't care if it's where I'm at, a social, and I'll be twerking to that. Let them know representing the brand you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh well, not that kind of ymca damn um, <laughs> um so like on the subject like talking now about what you want to teach to everyone especially women you know about like i said getting strong and freeing and and not to obsess on making yourself smaller what are things that you focus on um and that you teach and like just kind of like your methodologies your principles your moral things that you believe in in terms of what you teach like and do with the YMCA and a stone and steel athletics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so at the Y within public health, we really try to make it all inclusive. So our, our whole goal is to make sure that we're really going into the community in my area and figuring out what, what is needed and try to create programs to provide that. So we've got stuff for people that have just need joint replacements. So they do like all aquatics and things like that so that they don't feel yeah. like doing stuff like on land um we've got programs for cancer survivors to get exercise in in a safe space especially with everything going on nowadays yeah um and we've got stuff we've for kids trying to teach them how to make healthier choices with food and get some exercise that's all like learning based and all sorts of things so there's I always joke that public health is just a giant umbrella of anything you can really think of (laughs) because it all ties together to create 
health. Yeah. And then with opening stone and steel, Stephen and I kind of both having just dealing with everything I had previously talked about. And he has his own stuff. We were just like, there's something missing within our community that provides an actual community outside of just going into a commercial gym and putting your head down and working out and not speaking to anyone. Like we've oh. all done. <laughs> No, 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 I hear community at a corporate gym, and all I hear is, all I feel is the scene in my head of a guy coming up behind you and be like, hey, <laughs> that's not how you do that. Or, yeah. hey, what's your name? What's the sound? What's the number? Or just yeah. that. That's <laughs> not community. Yes. Like, I, I hated that at a corporate gym. Oh my God. The people, the weirdos. And I'd always have to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially because I worked there, I always had to be like, "Yes, hi, hi, come here." I would like teach in class, and there'd be like some weird guy to pressure me and be like, outside the window, like trying to weigh me down. And I'm like, oh, "It's really not a job for the week." Commercial. I need to teach kids. He's like coming in and be like, "Want to help with your class?" And yeah. I'm like, oh, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So we absolutely wanted to escape that. So we were like, let's just open a gym. We had been collecting equipment and buying stuff from Facebook Marketplace and all Craigslist and all this kind of stuff to just fill the space. And we were just like, let's just do it. Let's just figure it out. So we both quit our jobs at the same time and opened the gym. And now we're doing so much better. I mean, it was really hard because we opened in. September of 2019, and then there was COVID. That's how it says my nonprofit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, with grant. And I was like, I've been doing two years of research and work. I funded this with my own money yeah. to make a difference. And then COVID was like, you know, yeah. I, mean, I had plans. Yeah. I had plans. We were both like, we just like accomplished a big dream. We made it happen. We could see it, we could feel it. And then boom shut down completely so we were both just like what now <laughs> so we started putting out programs for people to do at home and giving that wow. to all of our members and our personal training clientele and things like that so we were working day in and day out to like yeah. create innovative ways for people to work out so like I had people like taking hockey sticks and tying um gallon water bottles to it to like that's very creative. I've never yeah, heard of some stuff and bench. And it started to become this fun thing where we were like, how, how can we make this happen? How can people still get stronger or figure their goals out whilst having nothing? <laughs> and so that's how we coped uh, with being shut down. Hockey sticks. Yeah, <laughs> the weird strongman challenges in my head to do for our show now I'm like hmm, I was so impressed when I saw that one so my client shout out Corey I didn't give him the suggestion I was just like maybe find a broomstick and just start doing some mobility <laughs> and text me and he was like I took bands like resistance bands and hooked gallon water bottles to it on my hockey stick and used it like a deadlift bar and I was like <laughs> like what I'm blown <laughs> Do what you got to do. That is, that's what I'm trying to say is like that, the, the, the whole purpose of a gym is if you're a really good trainer and you're a very good gym, you don't need to spend a million sessions analyzing them. You should be able to figure out with one session with someone, if you're really good, if you really have a good eye, you should be able to analyze someone's, you know, 
flexibility, strength, all that good stuff, mobility, whatever, um, and be able to design around there with a lot of little equipment. It really, you know, for any age or any disability, you know, 100%. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible way to learn. I, that's how I look at it positively. <laughs> yes. Now yeah. you're prepared for anything. You yeah, literally. <laughs> but when, when we opened back up, we kind of had a boom of people coming <laughs> in and people started competing in strongman contests, competing in powerlifting. So between Stephen and I, we have quite a few clients that compete in strength sports and then as well as softball players and baseball players, some football wrestling. So everyone, we kind of wanted to create a space where people could feel safe and learning strengths and learning how to do certain things in the gym. So we have elite athletes all the way down to people who have never touched a barbell before all training together. So it's been a really, really wonderful experience so far. So now that you have learned all of this, wait, hold on a second. I just thought of a funny thing. I, when I play softball, I pitch. I was a goalie in soccer, but you know what? The ball's a lot softer. There's a net and I get to wear padding. Okay. <laughs> I run for a ball and a ball is coming at me. It's not the second place. So I'm like, oh God. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. That freaking hurts, man. Like I'm like, no, I'm running away. I, will I have, have bruises, like giant circular bruises from when uh, I was hit on accident. <laughs> People would, oh my gosh. Yeah, I got hit on the head. That's not for me, bro. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, that's a respect, respect. So back to the gym. <laughs> I'm just like remembering old trauma as I'm talking. I'm like, oh, that's why I don't do that. I remember. Um, so like now that you have learned all these different ways to train people online, in person, and have had the ability to be creative, yeah, I mean, now you can invent a hockey stick with the bands and the gallon jugs and yeah. stuff <laughs> an at-home training kit, you know? Then go drink and shucks and whatever, shark tank, I think, for the state and get yourself some money, get your investment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's your, what's your uh, you know, your method of training as a personal trainer? Everyone has their style or their, their go-to programs, their go-to, hey, I'm going to start my clients with this. What is it? like focusing on strength athletes because that's our primary focus of our show experience and intermediate athletes what is when you got a new client that comes in your gym or training online with you at home what is the how do you approach training with them so your methodology some sciences you you learned or that you think work yeah that's a great question i think what i learned from the most from all of the experience especially within different sports now is no matter who's coming in the first four weeks should be all simple like you could have an elite athlete coming in, or you could have someone who's never, ever done anything like this before. It should be slow and simple and just adding on to it a little bit as you go. So I like to start people with just breaking down their main movements, their squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, and just see, like, I always kind of joke about it in my very first sessions with people, but I'm always like, have you ever done this before? And whether I get a yes or a no, I'm like, show me how you would do it. And I just let them <laughs> obviously with lightweight um, and then kind of break it down from there because I've noticed that people really learn when something's taught to them, how their body yeah. can understand as opposed to a set and linear way that everybody teaches it. Yes, ma'am. I agree yeah. with that. I concur, especially from working with people with disabilities and being a disabled person myself, you know, you got, yeah, you got to approach things differently. Um, and yeah, it's like a good teacher, right? You speak in the language that you know, reaches them the most and yeah. adapt accordingly instead of just, yeah. That's why group fitnesses are great. Group fitness classes, like aqua and stuff like that, but you still have to be able to throw things on the flat and alternate. Right. 
right. like get into the vibe of them like find out who they are holistically in their heart and their soul and what makes them them because everyone has their own walking gait right it's like the uh the old hunter who like you know looks at the shoe prints and the stands like that guy is 200 pounds he has changed in his pocket you know yes <laughs> the human body is that amazing and complex and different and you yeah you have to take the time to just yeah intuitively add things and take things away like you just mentioned yeah, absolutely yeah it's been it's been different to <clears throat> from at first, like training in general population, commercial places to then transitioning into athletes, like people who really want to compete within strength sports. That's been really fun to kind of play with their programming and learning different peak cycles and nutrition and things like that has been really well, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like a hundred percent. So um, well, tell us about what programs you currently are offering, whether, you know, that you're directly involved with, um, with you know the YMCA as the public health director and at Stone and Strength, I can't say girl Stone and Steel, Stone and Steel Athletics. <laughs> it's in my head. Um, but for new people who want to sign up or get involved and come see you, where are you located? I mean, we I'm are- also on the screen, but for our listeners on the just the audio only. Um, so Stone and Steel Athletics is located in Belvedere, Illinois. It's a Chicago suburb. Chicago. Chicago. It's so funny because like the Chicago land area is so large. Like when people say suburb, they could mean five minutes away from downtown or two hours and you never know what they mean. <laughs> but yes, we are a Chicago suburb. Uh, and then the YMCA that I also work at is located in Rockford, which is about 30 minutes from Belvedere. So I'm kind of in two separate places depending on the day. But Stone and Steel, we have two coaches, me and Steven. Steven handles uh, most of the strongman athletes and I handle most of the power lifters. Uh, We both handle strength and conditioning. So we do one-on-one clients. We have programs for anything from building your squat and deadlift to peaking for a powerlifting meet. So we've got all kinds of stuff going there. And then the YMCA is a little bit more, it's more niche. (laughs) We've got uh, our joint program, which is the aquatics program I was speaking of, Live yeah. Strong, which is training cancer survivors and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So I know I, I saw that. <laughs> it's like, no, it's so great you're doing that. So five, uh, you know, key points for our listeners, things that you, you want them to know to encourage them, inspire them, motivate them, um, things that you've learned from obviously overcoming eating uh, disorder, recovering from injury. Um, and becoming the amazing person, successful person that you never knew you could be today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I would say my, the biggest thing that I think I've been reflecting on and I try to teach other people is it's okay to suck. It's okay. Yes. To be <laughs> Everyone has that starting point where they're absolutely <laughs> terrible at something, whether they're an Olympic athlete or just getting into it, like you're going to be equally as bad. So just embrace that. And another thing is, especially to women, do not be afraid to get strong, both physically and mentally, because we go through so much, like we talked about so much judgment of ourselves and taught so hard to hate ourselves. There's something so empowering about getting strong physically. And it really aids in improving your mental health, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those are my two big points. And reach out. I feel like that's something I wish someone would have told me at like like 14 year old me 
when I was first starting to struggle is like tell someone you need help and keep telling people until somebody listens because somebody out there is willing to help you you just have to find them and be around the right person to kind of aid in that growth like I didn't really see that I needed help until I met someone who saw that in me so don't be afraid to be honest with yourself if things aren't going great within your head and we teach that heavily in public health as well yeah and eat that's my final point (laughs) eat (laughs) be like a panda and eat so you guys check on my instagram at six stephanie you'll find cooking with fantastic just check (laughs) on instagram and like i said join our facebook group team panda are strong and if you're training in the gym you can check out our spotify playlist team panda or panda strong cardio for those uh cardio beats in the gym and uh the train panda strong cardio are strong which this is just like you know whap and you know all kinds of you know gangster rap it's really good just check it out follow that it was my number one song for 2020 <laughs> <laughs> that's how i don't hold you are right there no kidding oh i love <laughs> i love megan d stallion you know i love uh doja cat i love victoria monet i don't know what the hell happened to her she kind of disappeared and she looks a lot like she moves a lot like janet jackson she has a similar style to doja it's very it's very interesting but anyways uh, i loved him like those empowered women beautiful making them beats you know iggy was fine and then <laughs> iggy fell off just disappeared <laughs> right away I don't know where she um and then uh, whenever I think of Dupla or Duplo, all I think of is her like hip swivel that everyone mends, like that hip swivel she was doing yeah. like, the arm. <laughs> She's not a dancer and they're trying so hard to make her a dancer. They just give her like a hip swivel. It's so funny. Um, that reminds me very much of like 80s aerobics classes for sure. But um, no, I mean, like I said, I, I think your story is really powerful. I think you, I mean, you're breaking all these records at your age and doing all you've done. I mean, that's just a testament to your character and who you are. And, and as much as it sucked at the time, that's why people were disappointed because they, you have so, you're like, so much potential, right? Like you're, you know what I mean? And it's hard because people do want to see the best of you. They don't even say, say it or handle it the right way, but you got the last laugh because look at you, girl, you You know, all that hustle and grind paid off. And I think, you know, yeah, now you can make a huge difference in the world by having your own gym. You know, it's totally true. And by the way, Steven, I'm not surprised your name is Steven because there's a lot of Stevens that own strongman gyms. It's so yes, funny. There what is. With beards. <laughs> With beards and big funny beards every time. It's never it's never a crossfitter, Steven, who's like no. you know, or or farquad cheekbones, you know. <laughs> but um no I mean you're gonna help so many more women and like you said I wish when I was younger I had someone like you and other people like you to inspire me and kind of give you that permission from representation to go and live and do but like don't wait like that don't wait for permission that's thing like you said about training strong and having a strong mindset it's like you know the only thing I regret and I'm ashamed of in my youth is that I was always trying to be too nice to people and be polite because that's how I was raised that comes around my faith and my religion the way I was raised as a kid um and that influence of be a girl and just take it take one to the team and be like and and not say no and not fight for yourself and be savage and that's that's what like our brand is all about and what I firmly believe in is you have to fight for yourself you have to fight for your life everyone there's enough space everyone has a place in society at any part of any time of your life you could be down and still help someone 
you can yeah. still have power and influence and make a change in your community, in your family. You can become a better wife, better husband, whatever. There's always a point in time where you can make things better. It doesn't have to be perfect. You right. don't have to figure it all out today. You don't have to get all the pieces perfectly in order. You know what? I am doing things now that I wanted to do 10 years ago, but I was afraid of failure or right. I was self-sabotage because I was afraid of success because, you know, you're like, I don't know, maybe I'm not up to stuff for all of this, right? I can't handle that imposter syndrome, but you know, get angry, get savage in a pause and fuel that into a positive thing that helps your life. And yes. that's all I know. If you're, it's a positive change, it's a positive change. It's going to slowly change your whole world. Do not worry about all the extra details, the ins and the outs and whatever. Like if I would have, you know, it's funny because a lot of times I start things after I'm like, you crazy, you crazy person, you are crazy. You know what I mean? Like having a 17 month old and, uh, you know, just saying 17, I was like, how is that? How was my baby almost here? How did I start this brand a year and a half ago? Well, no, because he was three months old. So pound a second math here plus two <laughs> whatever <laughs> some time ago um you know I would have probably been out that if I thought about all the details and that's my problem is don't be an overthinker like in my 20s I was always like you know don't obsess I mean get checked get weighed on occasion you know check your hormone levels you know um like you said reach out for help or whatever but uh, don't have to have all the answers that's what I've learned in life like the fact that inner peace is kind of the yin and yang with the panda thing is finding that inner peace on the inside but still fight on the outside but just like you got to make amends here because if you can't yeah. be at peace with yourself you can't forgive yourself you can't let go you will never move forward I totally and the whole world is waiting for you they need you you know yeah I totally agree. And, sorry I just I told someone listening that knows that you are so much worth more than your grades in high school and the shitty boyfriend that used to beat you up. You are worth way more than all of that bullshit. Yeah. You know? Never, ever be afraid to take up space and to learn and to make mistakes and to yes. go in and go out of who you are. Like it's a constant process of relearning yourself. Fail forward, take a chance, yeah. take a risk. You know, when you said stuck, it's like own the suck. At least whatever's in there. Like, yeah, at least I fucking did it though. You did nothing. You sat on your ass. Yeah, I tried, try, try, try a million times. There's nothing but life experience you learn from that. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, don't be, don't be going gambling and spend four four thousand dollars on the you know machines and be like Stephanie told me to take risks. Not those kind of risks, people. <laughs> Not those guys. And, um, disclaimer: We don't mean <laughs> disclaimer. We don't condone violence. Blah blah blah. I'll just put it on the screen. And YouTube won't. I said something in my last podcast that's about it. YouTube muted the whole sound, and I was really? like, wow. And I tried to upload it. I get to try to edit, and the, and YouTube's like, you shall not pass. And I'm oh like, well then, I guess we got too real for you. <laughs> um, not my problem. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was a huge pleasure to have you on. You are just a ray of light and sunshine. You can tell you have a heart of gold. And I just like, I just like, like, love you. Look at the, you're brighter than my ring light. There's so much sun coming out of you. It's so snowing fun. here. I've got the snow light. <laughs> Don't you blame the light for your personality. <laughs> Don't you take accountability and responsibility. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you're fabulous. And um, I, I, I'm so, I'm so happy for you that you chose to love yourself enough to get reach out for help and, and, and overcome those challenges. Because like people always ask me this question in my 20s. I think it's a dumb question. I have it. 
No, you want to know why happy is a dumb question? Because lots of things I find joy in or enjoy, like I'm not always happy. Like being around my kids, sometimes they drive me crazy. But I still love them. Yeah. So happy. But I'm not happy, happy. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be always like happy and smiling and content. It's good to be somewhat disconnect, discontent um, and still have peace because then you know that you're, that, that you're wanting more out of life, right? So right. don't ignore that irk. Like listen, you said, listen to your body, listen to your soul. I truly believe we are all spiritual beings and we're connected and, you know, you call it the matrix, but at any time, point in time, things can dramatically change in your life, you know? I totally agree. Driving a glitter escalade down the road. (laughs) That's my plan. (laughs) I'm currently saving. I'm really excited about it. I'm in full (laughs) It'll be like our brand. I mean, it's so freaking bright. They'll have like the laser lights underneath blinking and spinning rims and if I could make it so that the muffler, I had a muffler that wasn't actually connected to the engine and it made a muffler sound and I could press a button and it would shoot out glitter, like just a little bit of glitter, you know, when I, as I'm revving away, I would so pay that. They'd be like, that's $3,000. I'm like, that's okay. That works for me. And metallic thing too. So like it changes colors. I say it like water hits it. Oh, what is that? A mechanic company can contact this soap. We do partnership and collaboration. But um, thank you so much for being on our show and sharing your story. I really hope you guys connect with her. We're going to have some really exciting news coming out. I'll be talking to my about it after the show. Oh, so make sure you you stay tuned in on our Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. And like I said, let us know what you thought about the show. If any questions for her, comment on the section below and she will see it. And we will see you on the next episode of Pandas Podcast. Our Savage Pandas, turn it out. <laughs>